0: episodes in the future can reflect the interesting history of Uptown and its beginnings in the Roaring Twenties, but this episode is grounded in one specific idea of a church founded by Preston Bradley in the 1920s. Now in the 2020s, I'm hoping to revise interest in Preston Bradley In the beginnings of this podcast, I was starting to archive some of his recordings and redistribute them on this platform. The online persona I still use when I am publishing for this podcast is Preston Bradley. I started going to his church seven or eight years ago. I, of course, never knew Preston Bradley, but By listening to his recordings, I got a pretty good understanding of the thought and insight that he had into the world. I knew a lady who was born into People's Church. She was a lifelong member of People's Church. And that woman was Virginia Tolk. We managed to record over phone in 2020 some of the activities that used to happen at the preston bradley center 941 west lawrence now that people's church doesn't own that building it seems even harder that the last member of people's church who knew preston bradley has passed a person's life holds so much significance and this was a significant life what that life represented and the inspiration that carries me forward this is the uptown community podcast
1: we make up a brilliant
0: tapestry by examining the various threads and aspects of our community we can appreciate
1: how each and every person contributes in their own unique way Dr. Bradley back into the church. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: A lot of research and it's very good, very good. He has a good message and you're sharing it with everybody and I appreciate that.
0: This episode was recorded in 2020 and any references to occupation is not accurate but it remains a reference point for the future and what this building can be when it reopens. Do you re- remember what? What is your first memory?
1: My first memory of the church. Yeah. Oh, that goes back a long time. <laughs> Uh, I was a baby when I first came to the church.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. So So no memories.
1: Not those first couple of years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the first thing you do remember?
1: Uh, Well, I was in the Sunday school. Okay. Uh, And we had had quite a large uh, number of uh, children that were in the Sunday school. And uh, we went uh, from preschool up through high school. About the time, oh, maybe when I was in eighth grade, then I started working in the office.
0: Wow, eighth
1: grade. Assisting the secretary in the office, answering the phone, counting hmm. the collection on Sunday, things like that. <laughs> so uh, I've been involved for a number of years.
0: Wow. Okay. Where was the um, the Sunday school?
1: Uh, in Anderson Hall. That's... Which is now the shelter.
0: Now the shelter. Okay, the basement. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: The Originally, we broadcast live from the church, and it used to be for an hour and a half, from 11 to 1230. And that was all handled in that little room now where you're working. Um, okay. Okay over there to the uh, east side of the stage in the 50s on every uh, time that I more remember most um, we used to fill the church Mm -hmm. we couldn't get them all in because everybody wanted to be there on Sunday so we um, had people listening outside and listening downstairs in the basement in Anderson Hall we had that set up also for uh, holiday times. But even on a normal Sunday, we would definitely fill the main floor and the mezzanine.
0: You've been consistently going to people's church. Um, have Have you gone anywhere else?
1: Not really. We moved to Palatine and uh, tried some churches out here. Um, uh, because it's a long drive, in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I just couldn't find one that, I guess, expressive the ways that I feel about religion. Dr. Bradley used to talk about the bumps and measles of religion, where people got all hung up in the symbolism and everything. <laughs> he didn't do that. I know, Like the ashes on your forehead and all that. It, that was not part of his style.
0: We're more or less still talking about imagery and that was about some of the imagery within religion. The description of the building is fascinating as the building has taken on different functions and today the building retains some of the names of these locations, but the functions are different. The basement was Anderson Hall and now is home to Northside Housing, shelter in the basement. The top fifth floor, where there is a church now, Christ Pentecostal International Church, before we move on to looking at the separate functions Virginia has served through the church, we'll still look um, and talk about the different locations described in the building
1: we had a beautiful organ and we had wonderful organists and they used to play half hour before church service and uh, a lot of people would come to hear the organ music also they were in church for a couple hours when we had the hour and a half service Um,
0: and that's long gone that organ
1: yes yes uh my understanding is that there was a leak in the roof, and water got into the pipes, mm. and it wouldn't play, but it was a beautiful organ uh, yeah. discipline and tone, everything, of course, when the organ got beyond being repaired it uh we used the piano okay we've we've got several pianos around there. people would donate pianos to us when they <laughs> didn't move them, yeah right. And they weren't always in the best condition, but, Mm -hmm. you know, we had space to store them, so we did. That's why there's a piano upstairs also. Okay. uh, The fifth floor. Hmm. And then uh, talking about upstairs, we had a chapel upstairs on um, the fifth floor. Or, yeah, I guess it was the fifth floor. A beautiful little chapel, and it was modeled after one that Dr. Bradley knew where he grew up in Linden, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So it was typical, old-fashioned with the pews and weddings. Sometimes were up there mm. just because of the nice atmosphere. People liked it for a wedding.
0: Okay. I think I saw pictures, but um, I don't see any windows that were in there. So
1: no, there weren't. There weren't any windows. No.
0: Okay. Okay. But it's, yeah, it's just more cozy.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't Mason Hall. It was above Mason Hall.
0: The sanctuary is so big that it takes up floors one through three, and there is um, a large room on the fourth floor that is referred to as Mason Hall. The folklore of the, the Masons would use it, but...
1: Yeah, when the church was built... The masons did use some of the rooms upstairs, but okay. that didn't last too long, I believe.
0: I I think um, Grace had said that the stage is facing the wrong way or something. Um, had not well, a mason, that, so
1: that's what people say because the uh, I guess there are certain regulations, masons that their um, speakers bureau or whatever has to be. Facing a certain direction, yeah. Uh, I you'd have to check with a mason on that. Yeah, hmm. there there was a projection room upstairs also, and uh, they could show movies and things up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is is a good room for that. i not. Hmm. I think that would be a a good thing um, to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, we had a variety of activities up there, and it was kind of like a theater because it has a little lobby out in front. Yeah, right. People can come in.
0: So when was your role, your um, part of the Sunday or the Sunday school, uh, and then you started helping as kind of the assistant secretary or oh yeah.
1: I joined the choir from the Sunday school. joined the school. choir? Yeah, I joined... The, so I dropped out of Sunday school because with, with, we would rehearse on Sunday morning. We used to rehearse on Thursday night, but then we switched it to Sunday morning because it was easier for people to just come once.
0: Okay. <laughs> and
1: of course, we used to have a Sunday morning service and a Sunday evening service. Okay. Um, you had services. Then, and then... Uh Wednesday he had a book review. On on Wednesday evening. Okay.
0: Is that at the church?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Would would you go to both of those services?
1: Uh I went to quite a few of the Sunday evening ones, yes. I didn't go so much to the Wednesdays.
0: But the choir wouldn't would perform at both morning and uh, evening?
1: Um no, the choir just did it in the morning. Okay, yeah. I the organist might have played in the evening. Um,
0: Do you, um so it sounded like um you had delivered some of the recordings of sermons and um, done some other odd jobs. Was was kind of like a like a gopher kind of position or yeah, <laughs> gopher. I was a gopher. <laughs> okay.
1: The uh, uh, husband and wife that ran the office. No, they were getting older, and I was young, and I could run up and down the stairs and all that. (laughs) that, uh, When we had the bazaars, I would take the money upstairs. Um, Mr. Harrison would be upstairs counting it, and every so often I would bring up a bag of money, and he would count that. There
0: was a point in the recording that I was trying to make a connection that Virginia had an early role with, handling money and just transporting that within the church. And now Virginia is the secretary of the church, uh, which has been a role that she was taken on. Um, And it's interesting how finances can seem to run in the blood of of some people. The third level of surface-to-depth conversation next moves to making connections I've already introduced this idea that the building of the Preston-Bradley Center is different than the church conceived by Dr. Bradley, but the connection is still there of the man, Reverend Dr. Preston Bradley. He was minister from the 20s to the 60s, and that covered this huge amount of time from the Great Depression through World War II and the Civil Rights Movement, Dr. Bradley marched with Jane Adams and later Dr. King. All is to say that People's Church has always been a liberal, progressive church. I don't know if the tradition, which is still very prominent within the church today, would be as strong without Preston Bradley's very consistent
1: message. A message that really... You went to church on Sunday, and it made you feel good for the rest of the week. Hmm. It was that kind of message that just really affected your life. Um, and that's, that's what I enjoyed. And, of course, we are a family. We're probably more a family now that we're a smaller church. Um, because uh, it was, you know, when you're filling every seat... <clears throat> it's hard to really get to know everybody in the church. Um,
0: Going to the church, it's changed ministers and pastors several times. It, um, but you, you always felt confident in the new leadership?
1: Uh, yeah, because other churches that I've gone to are so involved in the symbolism. Hmm. And that, that's just, it's the message that I go for. It's the, what what they're talking about and how to live your life and what's important in life and things like that more than uh, symbolism.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that seems like something for going forward with, or, yeah, not nitpicking mm-hmm. the... The mumps and measles, I guess, as Yes. Preston yes. Bradley was saying.
1: Um, but it was a different time. You know, it was a time when people were more involved in the church. They didn't have a lot of extraneous distractions like their computer and their mm-hmm. iPhone, things like that. And they were more, the church became a center of life. Because Doctor was on the radio, it drew people from all areas of the city. In fact, the radio broadcast would go even to Iowa and neighboring states. So we would hear from people out of state uh, quite often.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I seen something that um would call him the, the preacher of the prairies.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, that would be a good a, a description.
0: I think I did read somewhere that he said... Um, I'm gloriously a heretic.
1: Yes, definitely a heretic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we weren't really part of, even though we were affiliated with Unitarian Universalists, we were an independent church. Dr. Bradley, as as far as I'm concerned, the religion I belong to is Dr. Bradley's religion. Mm -hmm. It isn't UCC, it isn't UUA, it isn't any of the other denominations. Because he had a message and he wasn't, he would talk about the mumps and measles of religion because people would get so hung up on certain traditions and certain uh, ways of thinking. And it's, it's the message that Jesus gave, the teachings of Jesus, not the symbolism and all that that we've attributed Hmm. to him, but his teachings is what doctor focused on a lot of the doctrines and things he couldn't get involved with, which is good that we 're with the Unitarians and the uccs because they don 't have a lot of those doctrines hmm. that you follow you can be a more independent church
0: i know i I'd, I'd gotten some uh, um, some recordings that were donated um, came from um, name was uh, Jerry Peterson. And um, he had just kind of, um, I think, followed Dr. Bradley around on some of the different lecture circuits um, and uh, done some kind of recording that way. Yeah, he, he remembers um, daily in the room with Preston Bradley and stayed for the whole thing. And he said how unique that was for mm-hmm. For a mayor to stick around for a whole lecture,
1: yes, <laughs> yeah, that's hmm. true. They're usually interested in themselves, not interested in listening to somebody else either, <laughs> hmm. so um yeah, that's the kind of influence he had on people. You could just capture their attention, capture their heart. Hmm. He said that's what he preached to the Broken Heart.
0: That idea of the broken heart and preaching to the broken heart seems very interesting. It seems like it has more applications. Uh, The broken heart can be disrupted or a punctuated interruption of having a whole heart. How to be wholehearted seems to be part of the message And how to implement that message is part of the challenge moving forward, which we can discuss in the fourth and final level of our discussions. There are full sermons and full lectures available of Dr. Bradley, but the more digestible recordings that I include in the PB episodes within the podcast are ways to keep part of his message alive.
1: I always felt that the five minutes that he da- gave in the morning and in the evening, he could condense more in five minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Listening to it in, in one go is um, valuable. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there, there are so many things there. I think it's kind of interesting to <laughs> sneak in Sneak in his messages in the podcast.